According to the Bible, what is the number one competitor with God for your heart? According to the Bible, what is the number one competitor with God for your heart? Money, wealth, good. Mammon. Yesterday there were all wrong answers, today there's only right answers. Welcome to week four of our series called Make Space. We've been talking about how we can make space in our lives and in our hearts for the most important things so that we can have the space that we need to be and to do everything that God has created us to be. In his Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, no one can serve two masters for he will either hate one and love the other or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. Mammon is sometimes, usually it's translated as money, but it can also mean wealth, riches, and really any of the material things that lead us to wealth. There are so many things that can and do trip us up in our following of Jesus, but money and possessions are at the top of the list. We are supposed to trust God to meet our needs, and we know that God may not give us everything that we want, but God promises to give us everything that we need. But how often do we have it flipped the other way around? We lack faith, and maybe we think, you know, God, maybe you're not gonna give me everything that I need, so I'm gonna gonna have to go get it on my own with my money. One night when I was, it was a Friday night when I was in high school, I was going out on a date. You guys never knew that I was quite the ladies' man, did you? (laughs) Anyhow, before I left the house, my, my father came to me and he gave me some extra money to put in my wallet. He told me I didn't need to spend it, but it would be good for me to have, as he called it, the flash cash as if my looks and personality were not enough. (laughs) Well, you know something? I did feel a bit more confident with that extra money in the wallet. Money can get us many things. Stability, status, opportunity, comfort, stuff, etc. But there's also a lot that money can take from us. Think of the greedy person. The greedy person becomes entrapped by their money and their desire for more of it. And in this, they can't even spend their money well because then they'd have to part with it. And perhaps worst of all is when we ourselves have enough, but then we close our hearts to those who don't. And that's why I was so happy to see the St. Vincent de Paul in their clothing the jacket drive outside before Mass. St. John in his first letter puts it like this. How does God's love abide in anyone who has enough of the world's goods and sees a brother or sister in need and yet refuses to help? Money, or, or rather our use of money, is a spiritual issue. Money and our use of money, it has the capacity to lift us to heaven or the capacity to plunge us to hell. Writing to St. Timothy, St. Paul does not say that money is the root of all evil. Rather, St. Paul says that 
the love of money is the root of all evil. In and of itself, money is morally indifferent. It's neither good nor bad. It's how we use it that makes all the difference. You know, for instance, when greed creeps into our hearts, we lose the space that we need to use money as we should. Greed corrupts our hearts and then it keeps us from loving God and loving others. But there is something we can use to overcome greed and that is generosity. Generosity makes space in our hearts so that we can use our money and our possessions to love God and to love others. And the way we do that now echoes in eternity. A Christian missionary once put it like this. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Everything you have now, you cannot keep. But everything you'll have in heaven, you cannot lose. If you'll indulge me, I'd like to speak about a particular variety of generosity that that benefits each of us individually, as well as builds up our parish family. And I should say that the rest of this message only applies to the people who consider themselves parishioners of Ascension Parish. I meant to give this disclaimer last week, but I forgot at the 9 a.m. Mass. So if today's your first day here, you're in for a doozy, I'm sorry. (laughs) The truth of the matter is this, ministry costs money. And the impact of our potentially life-changing ministries is determined by our finances. You know, our awesome music costs money. I was talking to someone earlier this week and they said that our music moves them to tears and helps them experience God. Our children's programs and our youth ministry cost money. And this is the investment in the faith of the next generation. I just want to read to you an excerpt from an email I got from a parent who sat in on one of our middle school classes this week, last week. This is what they said. I was so happy to hear my daughter, to have my daughter hear about God's amazing love in a group of her peers and from a better communicator than me. We talked about it afterwards and she really connected with the lesson. This is what I hoped for when we joined Ascension Parish. Our buildings, our buildings cost money. Now I know buildings are not the church, we are the church, but the buildings are the place where we gather and they are the place where we do ministry and extend hospitality to others. Our tremendous staff who gives so much, they cost money and Even the priest, (laughs) I cost money. (laughs) I like to think I'm worth it. (laughs) I could go on, but since our use of money is a spiritual issue, what I really wanna do is talk about what it means for you. Because, and I realize what I'm about to say is a bold statement, our parish's need for money is not as important as your need to give.
Let me put that, put, say that again. More important than our parish's need for money is your need to give. Because the type of giving that we're talking about is an act of worship. It's about honoring God. It's about trusting to God. It's about giving to God who gives so much to us. The church is the body of Christ, so giving in your place of worship as well as giving to the poor is an act of worship. You could say it sets the tone for your relationship with God. When you give as an act of worship, you honor God, and then you position yourself to receive more of God's blessings. Now, God's blessings can mean different things, and we're probably not talking about financial gain, but when you know the joy of living as a disciple of Jesus, you know that your life is richer, not poorer for it. And by richer, I mean happier more loving, more meaningful, more purpose-driven, and more fulfilled. So here's my ask, and again, this is only for the folks who consider themselves parishioners of Ascension Parish. Hopefully this week you received in the mail our stewardship mailing, which included a letter from me, as well as the stewardship card. If you haven't gotten yours yet, you should be getting in the next couple days, or you can jump the line and view it at our website, theascensionparish.com slash annual report. Um, in it, I ask parishioners, I ask you to think and to pray about your giving, and then to make a faith commitment to our parish offertory for the year ahead. What is a faith commitment? A faith commitment is a non-binding pledge. If your life changes, no big deal. But it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for you to make space for worshiping God with your financial sacrifice. A faith commitment is not a grand annual or an extra collection. Rather, it's a plan. It's a plan to make space for supporting our ministries through the offertory in your family budget for 2024. Even if you've already signed up for online recurring giving, thank you, but I still invite you to join us in this process. Faith commitments are a tool that help you practice greater intentionality in your giving and help us to plan and budget the ministries of our parish. I want to acknowledge we are living in a a difficult season. There's rising inflation, there's economic uncertainty, you know, maybe your jobs aren't as as stable as as they were. Um, And this difficult season even touches our parish and us along with the Finance Council. We are constantly thinking and asking, what does it mean for us as a parish to live within our means? But I also know that's not the case for everybody. If God has blessed you financially, and you are in a place to give it a higher level, I would love for you to become one of our angels who lead by giving. And also, if if your financial situation is more tenuous, I just want you to know we are so grateful for whatever gift you can make. It's precious in God's eyes and ours too, and it helps build up all the people that we love. Regardless, 
I'd like you to take some time this week to think and to pray about your giving for 2024. And then take the stewardship card which was in the mailing or you can take one today as you leave and then bring it back next week. We're calling next weekend, next Sunday, Stewardship Sunday. And what we're gonna do on Stewardship Sunday, so the ask for giving is today. Next weekend is more a celebration of who we are as a parish. But what we're gonna do is we are going to take all of the faith commitments that we have received, and we're gonna place them on the altar at the offertory time um, as a sign of our, as our giving thanks to God with the, the, the gifts of bread and wine which come forward. And then we're gonna ask God's blessings on the families of everyone who's made them. Does your giving help us keep the lights on, enable me to eat and to pay our staff? Yes, of course. But more than that, your giving honors God, helps you grow spiritually, and it furthers our mission to help more people along the path to a better life through Jesus Christ. Thank you for your support of our parish family.